Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Film Seizure and the start of Trekcation 2, the the, the next generation. <laughs> the wrath of the wrath Ken. of The wrath, the wrath of, of Ken. Ken. I yes. like it. With me, as always, are my co-hosts, Jason Oliver. Me. And Chuck Moore. Doe. And joining us for the first time since the Trekcation, the original series... Ken Shuttleworth. Ken, how's it going? Ken! <laughs> Ken! <laughs> oh, I it's wish good, we were watching good. Wrath of Khan, but no, we are... Uh, so yeah, so last year, Trekcation, we did the uh, five sequels to the original cast, Treks two through six. Yes. And because uh, Jason and I had done previously the... Um, Motion picture. Motion picture. So we decided to, uh, well, no, I decided and said we're doing this. That's true. July. Jeff, uh, Jeff used his dicta- dictatorial, how do I say that word? Dictatorial? Dictatorial powers, yes. I'd like to call it captain's prerogative. <laughs> I like pierogies. Pre, prima nocte. Prima nocte? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a bummer for you three guys then. Because <laughs> that, that means something else. <laughs> um <laughs> And I'm going to exercise those rides. <laughs> um, no, so uh, just decided it's like, hey, July this time is four weeks. Last July we did Trekcation. Let's do the next generation. And here we are. And we have to start with a bummer. Uh, we even mm-hmm. considered, I think, skipping this one, didn't we? No. Nope. At one point, just kind of. Nope. I, I did, at least. <laughs> Everyone but Jeff considered I thought, skipping I thought it. I maybe just showing up late today. I mean, I, w- I wouldn't have been you mad. Did. I did you show did. up late. Yeah. But really late. <laughs> He was in the Nexus, and then he decided to join us. Yeah. You're right. So, yes. Oh, the Nexus. I didn't even know what I was in for in this one. Now that we've watched it, I realized I'd not seen it. Yeah. And Every, aren't you glad? Yeah. <laughs> that you hadn't seen it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, this is 1994's, uh, like, November or December 1994. November, yeah. November. Uh, Star Trek Generations. Now... Um, mind you, the next generation had just ended six months before this. So it's not like we were clamoring to see them again, necessarily. I mean, it was, it was a good show, right? Like it's the best that Trek can be, except you just pumped out a movie like right away. You better be good because if it isn't, you're not off to a great start and they are not off to a great start nope (laughs) oh my yes so um yeah now now specifically i wanted to bring ken back for this because ken next generation is your generation right yes (laughs) (laughs) somebody somebody install ken's motion chip (laughs) (laughs) i'm still trying to get over this piece of shit that we just watched <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man all right so uh, i was i gotta say when this movie came out in theaters i was fucking stoked i was too I was 15 i loved star trek we've talked about that i loved the next generation i was like holy shit i get picard and kirk in the same movie this is gonna be amazing Oh, and then I saw it. <laughs> yeah, so... So you didn't like it at the time? No, did no. not. Okay. I, you know, I think it was one of those things where it's like the first time seeing it, it was like you wanted 
to you wanted to like it. It was kind of it was kind of like when I saw Phantom Menace. Exactly. Yep. That was exactly what I was going to say. Yep. Except for this is this is maybe arguably better than Phantom Menace. Ah, I don't shit, know, man. I don't know. Yeah. yeah okay. I don't know. We'll, we'll table that discussion because we're not talking about Star Wars. We're talking about Star Trek. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, yeah, like. Ken, did you see it like right away when it came out? Yeah, I saw it. I think pretty much in the theater as soon as it came out, and yeah, I was with Jason. I was like really excited because uh, obviously the uh, show had just ended, and I thought it ended pretty well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I was happy that there was going to be a movie coming out that quickly, and with Picard and Kirk, I was like, this is going to be like game on. And I quickly found out like about. 10, 15 minutes into the movie, this was not going to be that exciting. <laughs> yeah, that's a good, you, you bring up a good point there about 10, 15 minutes in because, yeah, that's that's one thing. I was making mental notes while I was in the shower um, this morning. Before It's like, okay, these are things I want to talk about. But, yeah, I'll get to that when we get into the movie. It, it, feel, it feels right out of the gate, like Star Trek light. Yes. It's, it's weird. It's just, this is a weird tone, not having... All well, of the original cast back makes it feel generic and, and cheap. Well, you know, yeah, because I think that this was written by the people who wrote the series, The Next yeah. Generation. Yeah, you, so it, you can tell. You can tell that they are very familiar with one crew and treat the others kind of like goofs. Mm-hmm. Um, that whole opening scene on the Enterprise B is a smack in the face. As far as I was concerned, um, a- actually, the whole movie is kind of a smack in the face. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, how does how does that dude Cameron become the captain of the Enterprise? See, that's bad writing because terrible. Because okay, so Captain Harriman, who's the uh, we're kind of diving in here, but we'll yeah, Captain Harriman, who's seen at the beginning. He's the captain of the Enterprise B, so that's the Enterprise after Kirk's time, right? And, uh, yeah, so he is given the flagship of the Federation, and it seems like he's an idiot. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Um, and yet, he did later get redeemed in a series of novels about that Enterprise. Not but in this movie. N- later. N- later. N- okay. No. Don't care. Yeah. So, <laughs> so like, there, there were some apocrypha that kind of... Ooh. but. The problem I'm is... I'm looking that word up real a, quick right now. That's a $10 word right there. I know, right? Yeah. Yeah, I got it. I got buy one, get one free, so <laughs> I'll see if I can pull out another one here in a little bit. Um, but no, And you helped me pronounce dictatorial. Uh, there you go. Yeah. Two for one deal. Yeah, you're doing well today. Doing well. Doing well. <laughs> um, no, so like, it, there's... It, but the thing is, it's like, it, it sets this tone that is, like you said, right out of the gate. It's wrong. Just right out of the gate, it's wrong. You have comedy, tragedy, comedy, tragedy, and then the movie eventually starts. And it's like you're being kind of whipped back and forth. Like, it's like you're on the bridge when it when the when, when the when the, the set enterprise shakes. is getting shot. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, I'm pretty sure at one point when the Klingons were, or when yeah when they hit the Klingon ship to blow up the Klingon ship, they they. I don't think they actually shook the set because you could see the side of the film frame. Yeah. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah. That was yeah. bad. Yeah. 
<laughs> what are you doing, child? I, I don't know. I don't know. I gave Ken my emotion chip. <laughs> life forms. Um, so life forms. <laughs> I, so I was I just agreeing it was bad. No, it is yeah, bad. It's, it's bad. bad. It's bad. It, yeah, there's this movie feels cheap too. Yes, it looks cheap and it feels cheap. It made a lot of money though. I, yes, I mean I think. Well, the next generation was popular. next generation was popular. I I I honestly don't necessarily believe that the timing of the release of this movie was poor. It was. Uh, it, they're riding kind of like the the high of the series. We're bringing the original some of the original cast back. Um, and it made $118 million. It's a, it was the biggest Star Trek movie since four. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. When, when you adjust for inflation, four is the biggest. Yeah. And uh, it had a budget of 35. Yeah. Which you could kind of tell. Yeah. It had a budget of 35 million. Well, and also it's like they were cutting corners a little bit here too, because it's like, well, we mostly have the bridge. We can, we can dress it up more for a movie. We can dim all the lighting. That was terrible. Um, but they were shooting at the same time as they were shooting the final series too. I think, yeah. or it was in production, so it was like yeah, in co-production. Was, at but the same time. to also usher in some of the new look that Deep Space Nine was, they had the Deep Space Nine uniforms, which were the black uniforms with the colored mm-hmm. shoulders. Yeah. Well, if you notice that a lot of the Enterprise crew had poor-fitting uniforms, it's because they just literally went to that trailer. And lifted those uniforms. Riker's wearing a, a jumpsuit that does not fit him because his sleeves are up, like in his like f- like his elbow. <laughs> it's terrible. Oh man, that's bad. Yeah, it's he's not going to be lifting his leg behind a chair to sit down. No, he's going to blow out Avery Brooks's uniform I wonder, if he does that. I wonder if you know this, <laughs> Jeff. Do you know how much um, the the cast was making? by the end of the series and how much they made for the movie? I don't I don't know. I know that once you get into Nemesis, Spiner and and um, Stewart made like $10 million each. Wow. And it, was it, Data that popular? I mean, yeah, Dada? They, yeah, Dada. <laughs> yeah, Data, Data like, um, <laughs> while, while most people would say it's like, okay, well, you know, Patrick Stewart was the face of the, of the show. Um, Riker was the action of the show. Data, like Spock, was the thing that people glommed onto because it's like, oh, it's a peculiar. You know, there there are lots of things you could do with that character, and they did none of them for this movie. <laughs> I'm so, not allowed to react. Jason will ask me what I'm doing. So I'm just, <laughs> I'm just staring at you. Well, that, see, it, I thought you were doing a bit. You just yeah, saying, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Um, um, so that's the the same emotion chip that he gets from Lore. Yes. At the end of this of descent, right? Mm, I think so. Does yeah. he use it after that episode ever? Like, does he ever put it use the chip? I don't think he did. Ken, do you remember if he ever used it in the series? That I really don't remember. If if he did, it I think it was just that it was in there. He didn't like it or something like that. Some, like, yeah, oh, like yeah. he he and Jordy have that conversation because the chip's like a little little Pac Man, looks like a little Pac Man guy, and he's like, you know, I, they say, you know, I could use this, but I don't think I want to. And I thought that was it. And then they bring it back in this, and it looks like <laughs> a terrible like they just. 
put a bunch of microchips and glued them together, probably with hot glue because that's all they they had because this movie's cheap as fuck. <laughs> so, disclosure: when I was watching the episodes last night to prepare for the Borg for later, yes, I was like, okay, this looks fairly decent, but the movie's got to look way better. Like mm-hmm. that was what was in my. Well, head you got to also remember that's thirty years ago too. Well, I know, it, it, and it, even better at all. Yeah. It actually looks worse to me than the episodes from the show. I oh, yeah, last yeah. Night. This movie does not look good. Yeah. Um, because there, there are some things, like you can see where they put some money. Like back when when the movie came out, like there's a stellar cartography scene where like Picard and Data are trying to figure out where the bad stuff's going to happen. That looked pretty cool back then. It was a little dated today, except for the fact that there is a depth in the star chart, right? Like, that's kind of cool where... But, yeah, it's like that was like the big, ooh, the stellar cartography. And the 3D pictures of his family were kind of cool. <laughs> well, it's the 3D borders <laughs> right. of the yeah. pictures yeah. of his family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So, the movie starts with the christening of the... Uh, oh God! I NCC one seven zero one B Enterprise. The whole credits just to get you real excited. Oh, Remember man. the credits for the for the Next Generation TV show and how like vibrant and like they're playing that that Star Trek motion picture theme and it's like it's just like it's it's happening. Well, this is just like some horns <laughs> and a floating champagne bottle. It feels like they're going for a two thousand one Space Odyssey bone. They thing. shouldn't. But that, but like a really bad version of that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, Continue. yeah. So it, it, you see this tumbling uh, uh, thing, and it, and it smashes into the side of the of the Enterprise B. And so Kirk, no idea how or why that thing was just floating. But I'm telling it, you, someone threw it from Earth. Well, that's what's funny is because there actually is a scene before this that was cut of uh kirk skydiving from orbit and scotty and um and Chekhov are like there to collect him for this thing he's skydiving from orbit yes that would be awesome and and they're because they're all sitting there talking kind of like at the beginning of star trek 5 when like human mccoy is like you're gonna get yourself killed right you know all of that well it's the exact same thing except for Scotty and uh, and Chekhov are watching and they're like, I can't believe he still does these types of things. Setting up the whole idea that Kirk is missing out on adventure right. to, to get the adventure back that he no longer has from retiring. He has to jump from a fucking spaceship onto Earth, you know, into Earth and like land on a little tiny dot. And that's what he's doing with his retirement because he's missing out. And then they go, then they say, okay, well, we're late for the thing. And they go to the Enterprise B. But no, no, a flying champagne bottle is way fucking better than that. I hate this movie, guys. I mean, starting, yeah. starting with the opening tone of the movie, that would have changed it exactly. dramatically. Yeah, exactly. Because there's a lot of Kirk's lines later uh-huh. are about missing out on action or missing out on things he wish he'd done differently. Or making a difference. Or making a difference. Yeah, yeah exactly. So... Anyway, so yeah, they're they're off to see the launch of the Enterprise B. Um, originally, it was supposed to be Kirk, Spock, and McCoy, but DeForest Kelly was in declining health and also thought the movie sucked. And Leonard Nimoy was 
this movie really sucks. I don't want to be in it. And they were hastily recast as Scotty and Chekhov, which is real obvious because at one point Scotty says something to Kirk that sounds like something that Spock would impart to Kirk talking about like, you know, you, when you find time to make a family and they're like, that's wisdom, right? That's not what Scotty is there for. Scotty's there for telling you what the ship can and can't do. There's some missed opportunities there too, because Scotty knows the gen- next generation cast, right? Cause it wasn't there an episode where yeah, relics, yeah, right. And yeah. then, um, and Spock knows the next generation cast. So if they Reunification. could have written something a little yeah. meatier for, for, for Spock, probably to get a Mac, it could have been cool. Well, there but because there's definitely some overlap there that they could have played on, right? And you could have had Spock in somehow, you know, trying to explain everything that's happening. Like he could have been the bridge <laughs> instead of the <laughs> fucking literal bridge. <laughs> literal bridge. Yeah. <laughs> well, there. Yeah, because like by the way, the um, the novelization of this. I think it's this, or no, it's the beginning of a book that Shatner wrote. Because Shatner also is like, this is a bummer. Was, what? It, was it a Tech World novel? N- no, it was called The Return. And uh, Spock goes to visit Kirk's ramshackle grave, and the Borg beam Kirk's body up, and like basically use him to try to. Anyway, it's a big flex for Kirk because he fights back and he ends up becoming the hero again. Um, so spoiler: Kirk dies twice in this movie. Kind yeah, of. and um, although technically he could die infinite number of times, but did 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 there was there any kind of novelization after that brings him back, or is this really yeah. okay? No, no, I, those I Shatner books, the, yeah, the he brought himself more back. apocrypha. Oh yeah. boy, but no, I mean, well, I mean, he brought himself <laughs> back, but it was all like, I mean, it was all like, like it's it's considered like legit, like beta canon. Okay, yeah, I mean, Kirk does eventually retire later gets married all of that stuff but he's just chilling on some planet in the 24th century now after having like a like a run on a ship or something yeah anyway um oh Oh, so he so when he comes back to life he comes back to the 24th century yeah because he gets turned into a borg and then he helps picard save wait what yeah kirk gets turned into a borg yeah yes (laughs) this is amazing yeah, check it out. I want to see that movie. Yeah, I do too. I'd rather see that movie than this one. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, Kirk, uh, Chekhov, Scotty are on the Enterprise B. They are uh, leaving space dock. Bad stuff happens. Of course, they're the only ship in the in the quadrant, which is dumb. This is the center of the of Starfleet, or of the Federation, rather. There better be Starfleet all over the place in this, but no, it isn't. They go, they they rescue some people, including Guinan and our main bad guy, um, Roddy McDowell. Yep. <laughs> totally <laughs> Sauron. <laughs> Dr. Totally Sauron, I think yep. I said his name was. Totally and Sauron. Whatever. To- but yeah, totally to- sorry totally for sorry. everything that he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally sorry totally for being sorry, in this movie. sorry, everybody. <laughs> um, so they, uh, but they get trapped in this energy beam or the, that's like sucking them in or it's going to blow them up. I don't know. Anyway, so Kirk goes off to, to have his moment. He thinks about just taking over the Enterprise B, which he doesn't. He's like, no, that's your job, young man. 
I'm going to go and do this thing and save the ship. And then the ribbon reacts to it and blows up part of the ship that he's in. And, um, and then we go to, um, the HMS enterprise out to sea. Oh my God. So, all right. So hold on a second. (laughs) We've got a scene after, uh, after Sauron, Saruman, Saruman <laughs> gets uh, gets beamed onto the Enterprise, and he but he starts he starts talking about wanting to go back. Yeah, so oh, you have to let me go back. So to... what was happening there? Was he already in the Nexus? How did they get him out of the Nexus? I don't. Why was th- Gonzo there? I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, and, and Pepe the, the shrimp was there too. Uh, and Guna, Gunan, Gunan, Gunan. Gunan. Yeah. Um, no, you know. she. So. I don't. Yeah, this is this is already off to a bad uh-huh, start because uh-huh. you can't approach the Nexus or a ship will explode. How did they come out of the Nexus? Right. Or how did any of these people? Because how we are they do find out, out of the Nexus? Yeah, it exactly. Make any sense? And, and it feels like something that's going to come back into play in a more meaningful way later. Like you're going to understand more about our villain and when where he was chilling and, and or is, how. But nope. Nope. And this is how nope. Gynon, Gynon is that actually Gynon. correct, yeah. right? Gynon. Is introduced to the Enterprise universe, right? This is a, when she Pretty shows much up for because, the first time. Yeah, because there's like, nothing made of it. These, the ships, okay, so here's some, here's some lore here from, from TNG. So Gynon and Totally Sorry are both Elorians, and they were um, a race of beings that got attacked by the Borg. And mostly assimilated. Right. Except some got away, and I'm guessing it's on these ships. And they live for a really long time. Yeah, they live for, yeah, like Guinan's like, what, 300 years old or something like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she's, yeah, so like they, this was part of this evacuation, I think. And then they got sucked up into the, to the, to the Nexus, then got barfed out right next to the Enterprise B. Okay. No, it's not. It's not okay. <laughs> no, it's not okay. It makes no damn sense. It, right. I mean, at, at the but beginning, that's what happened. Yeah, it's like at the beginning of the movie, it's like, okay, this is weird. We don't know what's going on here. We only find out later that you can't just fly yourself into the Nexus. So that's when you start to question what you saw in this movie, and you start questioning if real is real. If it's real, <laughs> if any of this real. shit is real, is this real, yeah, is this reality? Is this fake? <laughs> um, so, all right, so, right, but that's a good point because, like, he is rambling on like a crazy person yeah. to the point where where uh, where Doctor McCoy, I mean, Chekhov has to give him a little sedative in the in the sick bay because yeah, Chekhov. But- because Chekhov is a doctor now. Yeah. All of a yep. sudden, yep. it recruits journalists to become nurses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Damn journalists. Yeah, that's fucking journalists. <laughs> but at the same time, right, Picard gets bad news about something we don't know. Oh, God, but they're on that fucking tall ship on the holodeck, and the, I hate it so much. Yeah. Yeah, the HMS Enterprise. All to do what? To, to promote Worf. Yep. And it's some stupid tradition, apparently, because... That's bullshit, because I've never seen this before. No. Jordy heard of it. Yeah, Jordy got promoted um, at some point during the next generation. He didn't He didn't have to jump for no fucking hat over the high seas. <laughs> Data did not have to. Data. No. Data. No. 
um, Counselor Toy got promoted during the series. She didn't have to go do. She probably wouldn't have done it very well. So they're just making shit up at this point. <laughs> just hey, we we've got a boat and we've got access to yeah. the ocean. All to introduce a reason to make Data feel like he has to have the emotion chip. Yeah. Which seven years yeah. of TV didn't do enough for that. Right. right. He, had he was to doing just he fine without what fun was. Well, right. He's still, he's still questioning what fun is. It's like you at least. It, this feels like have, a first you season at least episode. You can recognize yes. it when you fucking see it. That's you know? why I at this thought, point, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like the way they're acting, this all should have taken place before what happens in Generations. The, the yeah. show, the next generation. Right. But, uh, yeah. Uh, you the told problem me it's is... after. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. I know. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> that make no sense. That don't make no sense. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Because like, well, see, that's another thing. It's like they could have very easily have done that, except for they wrote themselves into the corner with the beginning of the show with the cast not all being together. They were all drawn together or they were or like the Enterprise had literally just left. And has to go pick up Riker, so it's like, yeah, that wouldn't have made, yeah. It makes but no it, sense. it feels like the kind of writing where you you you're you're a little too overly cautious about what the uninitiated understands well, about, I, about a character. I, right? I got I got news it, for you, and and, and it, you really just don't need to write for those people when you're working with seven seasons of a television show. Well, or or because I would say each of the subsequent movies do better with that exact concept the yeah. problem is is that this is a television screenplay mm-hmm. not a movie screenplay and it's and it should have been rejected on both sides there there were right. a lot of scripts i guess for this movie hey, no this was sh- the one that, this got is the one that sh- makes you wonder about the other ones right there's oh, probably a really good one out there probably that, that there's probably rejected. too expensive yeah, yeah. probably because that's one thing it should be noted that Paramount never really wanted to spend a whole lot of money on these movies. Well, uh, to Jason's point too, like if you hadn't watched a single episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation, you're most likely not going to have any interest in going to see a Next Generation movie. Right. So why, why would you write it to dumb down for audience? That's a good point. Yeah. So that that brings up another point here about how these characters and the story and everything kind of plays itself out. Because it's it is somewhat peculiar. Like for example, we w- because we're in a fandom and various fandoms, right? We oftentimes like get ourselves into like that echo chamber, right? Where it's like, oh well, of course, you know. The take for example, Star Wars. They make so much money. Obviously, that means so many people see it. It's not really the case. Like for example, my to this day, my mom still doesn't understand when Rogue One or Solo are supposed to take place. Like, she doesn't get... It's like, she she will go and she will... Like, she sees a recognizable thing. Like, oh, Carrie Fisher's older. This means it comes after Return of the Jedi. She doesn't know anything else about the extra side stuff, right? So it's like, even though she's seen all these movies, she saw all those movies at least, it doesn't mean anything to her. Whereas, like somebody who's a star Wars fan, it does. Meanwhile, you've got the exact same thing going on with star Trek. It's like, okay. Yeah. Next generation was what everybody knew because it was what was on TV every Monday night and Saturday night or whatever. Right. But it was, I mean, most everybody 
Like, they almost had to put Captain Kirk in this movie to try to draw anything outside of the seven season fans. Yeah. If that makes sense. Well, absolutely. And it's a bait and switch. Right. Because, yeah, yeah, because the, I mean, older people who watch the other Star Trek movies, because those were really, really well done for outside audiences. They they're going. They see Star Trek's got a new movie. It's like, oh, I can't wait to see Captain Kirk and Mister Spock, you know, or right. whatever. That's well, that's like my dad. My yeah. dad didn't give a shit about Next Generation, but he was like, yeah, we're gonna go see this movie because Kirk's in it. Yeah, because Kirk was his guy. Right. Yep. Yeah, and I remember going to see it for the first time, thinking, oh yeah, Kirk's gonna be in it. And in the two hours of this movie, you get to see Kirk for a total of about twenty five minutes. Right. Yeah. Oh, right. yeah, my dad Which was happen. really disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> well, and what he's doing is, like, a lot of what he's doing is Kirk, but he feels so shoehorned in. Mm-hmm. Like, like, the only reason why Picard picks the exact time to re-enter the time stream, which, by the way, just saying that sentence is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> but the time that he picks to go back to, to stop Soren is the is it had to be that time frame so that Kirk could do something. Yeah, it's so yeah. stupid. In reality, he should have just gone back to his ship when they had him as a captive. Yeah. Right? He's already on their ship. Just say, okay, you're under arrest. Sorry, we screwed up your plans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody lives. No yeah. more movie. Yeah. <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like, just go back to that space station... You know, come back into the time stream and say, hey, that guy's a bad guy. Right. When when he was talking to him and he, he said, so I don't get this. And this is what happens next in the movie. Sauron says something to Picard about time is the enemy and the fire in which you burn or something. Time is a predator. It's, it, yeah, it's the, it's the fire in which we all burn. Right. So he says that to him and, and Picard gets this look on his face like. I understand this. I've heard this somewhere in the past. It makes sense to me. I need to help this guy. But in reality, none of that is true. No, all so what is thinking, that whole So the the what what that does is that sets up the very next time you see Picard, which is looking at his futuristic photo album. I guess. So it because because what because he he reveals the Troy at that time, it's like, "Oh, the Picard timeline is not going forward." Right. It's like it ends with me now because I, you know, it's like I never worried about having kids because my brother had one. And so that's the line that triggers him to have his emotional breakdown. Did you did you think like I did that Soren was doing some kind of weird mind control with them in that moment? I kind of felt that. I felt like it triggered a memory or something that Picard had heard in the past. Like maybe not mind control, but definitely something that triggered not a, the emotional response that it actually did, but something like important from his past. Yeah, it felt, it felt like, like I've a, heard this before. Somebody said this line to me. It felt like a real manipulation. Yeah, you know, but he, it wasn't. It was just persuasive, and it's well, what he especially just with, so happened with the look on his face as he's talking to him. He's got his eyes like he's just right. staring right at him, saying it. And, yeah, well, so that's it, Malcolm it, it, the whole the whole thing feels weird. <laughs> <laughs> he bludges him with a giant. And then obviously, you know, it just, it just happens to be the thing that he responds to because he's grieving, but. It seemed weightier than it, that. Yeah, I yeah. totally agree. Yeah. yeah, yeah, this, yeah. So okay, let's 
let's break down some of the themes that are in this movie. You've got growing old and and becoming less useful, which both to a certain extent Picard talks about when he's when he's blubbering to Troy like a real pansy. <laughs> <laughs> and we've gone down that thematic path in the movies before. So yeah. it's so it already is feeling a little tired. It's like really are we going to have this like old man old captain syndrome again well, and see that's the thing it's like theme. when it's six months after the show ended you know it's like this needed to be more exciting than yeah. than this yeah. like you you can have star trek motion picture kind of move along at a crawling space because it was 10 years since anybody had seen anything they they're they're just looking for anything star trek at that point this needed to be this needed to be first contact yeah <laughs> But anyway, so and you could have had Kirk in it as a Borg, it would have been great. Ooh, that would have been <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, indeed. So, so yeah. other themes: emotion. Yeah. Imagine emotion. that. Dealing Imagine with that, your though, emotion. They go into the Borg ship. He's <laughs> first contact, and then there's fucking Kirk, and he's a Borg. That would be amazing. Was it? Would his name be Low Kirkus? <laughs> his name would be Cockkirkus. Cockkirkus. Okay. Cock that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Man, that would have been like. And he's made the board queen his bitch. Yeah. That would have made your dad really mad king. though. Your dad would have been more pissed. Probably. If Kirk, Kirk was, was a Borg. Yeah. Showed up. Yeah. yeah. He probably would have been. But that yeah. would have been pretty. pretty yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So okay. So you got yeah. You got emotion. So you got. Age, emotion, you've got uh, desperation and um, and obsession. Right. These are all things that the that ten years of the original series and the next generation had done multiple times every year, sometimes consecutive episodes. Right, and they're so ham fisted into it. It's like. I don't know. Maybe that's a Star Trek thing. You don't have to tell me what your theme is. No. And they tell you over and over and over again in this movie what the themes are as if I didn't understand it. It right. almost treats me like a dummy. Right. It's like it, there, this brings up a good point. A couple weekends ago on MeTV, the original series episode Obsession was on. And it was about a thing that and it's called Obsession. So you already know basically what it's about. And, right. and basically what it then details is. About the only time that you actually saw Kirk kind of go nuts, uh, because he, when he was a young lieutenant on a different ship, something happened that caused the death of some people on his ship, and he never let it go that he failed, basically. And so when he encounters that thing again as the captain of the Enterprise, he puts the entire ship at risk. And it's like, it's the, the title is there, and I'm sure at some point, McCoy or, or Spock talked about obsession or that he's obsessed. It's like, yeah, but, but okay, it's a macro concept that's put in your face, but the micro is what makes that episode really, really good. It's like, kind of like Wrath of Khan. Exactly. It's about obsession. And yeah. Yeah. And, and, and Khan is not shy about saying that he's obsessed with Kirk. Right. Just, he doesn't just say it like that. I'm obsessed with this man. I will, he, they show the book Moby Dick. Yeah, which there is go. enough Boom. for you. There it no. is. No, yes, Kirk's the white <laughs> whale. We know what's happening here. Yep. Yes. So, um, yeah, and you know, but then it's the other parts of like you know Kirk dealing with the no win scenario. That's where Khan, Wrath of Khan, is like 
that's where the dagger is twisted. Right. And it's like, this is the best the track can ever be. Um, you know, with within the movie sphere, at least. So, yeah, the... Yeah, and so you're right. These are all kind of ham-fisted. It's almost like I feel like the television writing room wrote down all of these concepts on the whiteboard, and then they were like, okay, well, we've got our movie. Uh-oh, we don't have a plot. Okay, well, just, I don't know, a fucking ribbon in space and, and shit. There is no plot. There really isn't much of a plot. Yeah. It's, it's dealing with those kind of themes that this movie kind of exists in. Things happen. You know, like Worf gets dunked in the water because Riker's a dum dum apparently, and doesn't it's under- retract, not remove. He knows or whatever. Yeah, it's like yeah. So okay, they're on this boat, right? They're on this whole. We are tiny still boat. in the beginning of this movie. Yeah, we need to. We need We're- to go to the Nexus and jump, <laughs> jump out at the end of this movie soon. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, we need to jump out of this episode. <laughs> um, so yeah, like they're on this old tiny boat, right? And they're they're there to promote uh, Worf to lieutenant commander. And and uh, and and Data has to figure out that he needs emotions to be a character. So, but like Riker knows all of the weird terms, like stuncil, I yeah. think was one of the words. And and it's like, but he doesn't understand that you you say retract the plank that 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 wharf was on instead of remove plank. Because the 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 computer is literal, this movie literally sucks. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I but but he did that on purpose. Did he? Yes. No. He wanted to dunk Worf. No. I'm pretty sure nobody dunks Worf. Although Worf's best friend is Riker. Riker does. Yeah. yeah. Riker dunks Worf. <laughs> I, I I got the impression that no he 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 did that on purpose because nobody has ever gotten the hat before and he oh maybe to make and Riker's sure like throwing around his big dick energy. totally yeah. okay yeah it's like well i can tell the computer <laughs> although wharf could have said computer uh remove water <laughs> well then he would land in the on the in what on the, the floor, floor of the holodeck but from like uh, i don't know twenty thousand leagues mm. Yeah. Out of the floor. I don't, I don't know holodeck physics. Let's move well. past this terrible scene. <laughs> All right, so. <laughs> God, we're still on the tall ship. <laughs> so then, uh, yeah, that's when <laughs> Picard gets uh, gets some bad news. He he takes off, and then more bad news comes in the form of a distress signal from a star uh, or from a um, space station. And they go and they find Soren. And that's when Soren's like, well, I've got only 12 hours before, you know, it's like, we, you know, you need to finish your investigation on who attacked us so I can go do my thing. Or in 12 hours, it's bad news or whatever. And what was the thing that he had to do in 12 hours? It was the- he had, he had to, he had to meet up with the, with Klingons to go to, to go to Viridian three. He had to give them the trilithium so weapon stuff. Which so was they, why did he need them? Because was they he, were they just a ride, they were a ride, and they offered him the missile to blow up the, the star. Whew, okay, I don't know about all that. <laughs> I don't know just about all that. Just either. go with it. Yeah. I well, say we just this, go. At this point, he needed to go within the twelve hours because he was going to blow up that star, which was going to shift the gravity right. so that the ribbon would traject the way that he wanted to. Right, and it did. Doesn't the ribbon come every like? 
17 years like Brood X or it's something. It's like Haley's Comet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so why has he missed it so many times? Why is it now well, like 90 I, years later? I think he, he said he tried to figure it out how to do it multiple times. And he, and he couldn't know. get it. Right, and then yeah. Trilithium gave well, him. Well, I might be wrong, but I think yes. it, at one point, like, it might have been Data when they were in the... Data. Data. When <laughs> they were in the uh, cartography area of Men... At some point, I thought someone had said that it came around every 42 years. And then Soren later is like, I've been waiting 18 years for this. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> and then his butt fell off. He's a buttless cicada. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Brood X joke. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. This movie would have been better if the bad guys were buttless cicadas. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, Chuck would have liked them more. Yeah, a bunch yeah. of that LSD does. crazed bugs yeah. <laughs> without butts partying. <laughs> a bunch of party, party partying with party, the Borgs. Party Borgs. Party uh. Borgs. Oh, that's later. That's yeah. later this year. Sorry. Um, so anyway, the um, yeah, so the yeah, and this brings back a uh, a recurring set of characters from the next generation, the Dura sisters. Which, again, it's like, now you're not writing for... It's like, who are these people? Why are they so familiar? Why are... You know, it's like, what's their deal? So, like, Jason, it kind of goes against your whole thing, saying that they're being careful about how they're writing things, but yet this is deep next generation type of stuff that ties directly to a story that was a long-running story with Worf. Mm-hmm. And like the whole house of Duras and, and Worf's family. And oh my God, it's like, that's dense. And it's like that, but they don't tie it to Worf at all in this movie. They don't tie it to Worf at all. They don't, they, they don't even say, oh, it's the Duras sisters again. <laughs> <laughs> Those darn titty window chicks. Those <laughs> titty windowses. Yeah. They don't do any of that. So it's like, then why are they even there other than. They must have been around. And it's like, hey, you can be in our movie because we don't know what we're doing. Maybe <laughs> you guys have some suggestions. And they're like, um, just have the camera show our cleavage. They just want to destroy the Enterprise. Why? Is there a reason they would want to destroy the Enterprise? Oh, it's, a, it's, just, like, it's just like Star Trek V, which, by the way, when you compare this movie to Star Trek V and Star Trek V wins... That's bad for this movie. Yeah, I was going to say the Klingons are there again to help the original cast fans because yep. Klingons are something that they recognize. And they're Those are bad, bad guys. guys, but they're not bad guys in the next generation. Right. There are some bad guys. The Durrises were bad guys, but not the Klingons, you know, so it's like... Uh, and, and we can put a, a bird of prey blowing up in the trailer. Hey, we got some, we got some stuff from Star Trek VI. Yep. Can we use it? Exactly right. Make it so. Make it so. Save some money. Yep. Um, so, yeah, and also make this movie blow. <laughs> um, so, the, yeah, so like the Durruses are there, and it's like they are there to, they do want to blow up the Enterprise because the Enterprise is the white whale of the of the Klingons, apparently, because in Star Trek V, they wanted to blow up the Enterprise. They always Star Trek III didn't give a shit about the Enterprise. Like, like, there's not once that Christopher Lloyd say, that's the Federation flagship. He didn't care. It no. was just, it was just a, it was a Federation starship to blow up. Any of them. <laughs> right. You know, so it's, it, there's a weird 
a, they, it's just, it's all too easy and dumb <laughs> and stupid. So this movie does a lot of stuff and doesn't do a lot of stuff for about an hour in the middle. Yeah. I don't even remember it. It's like it just goes away from my brain. Here, I'll tell you what happened. There's some people whispered some really important things, and you didn't get to hear any of them. So it's impossible to fucking know what happened in the middle of the movie. That's exactly what happens. That's exactly what happens. So, <laughs> yeah, so basically... Now we're caught up. <laughs> most of the middle of the movie deals with the data having emotions oh, and yeah. not dealing with it very well. Yeah, because yeah. Jordy gets kidnapped by Soren and the Klingons. To which Soren then like <laughs> turns his visor into a camera. Right, but without also sound. But without al- sound. Without sound, right. But he also like like it's almost as if Soren's like, I've seen the show Roots. Let's just get LeVar Burton shirtless and strapped to a fucking <laughs> No, right? Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're not the only one that thought that. that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh well apparently they think LeVar Burton's comfortable in this position. But, I mean, sure what was, what was the down. line that Jordy said? We just we died laughing. He's he's like scanning. Oh no, trilithium over here at all. No sign of trilithium <laughs> no over here. As he's just like over here. he's not even scanning stuff. He's lifting stuff up and like putting yeah. it back down. Like like he's looking in no like the sign at all. Oh, yeah, it's bad. like he's looking in cabinets. Like nope, not here. <laughs> like looking for car keys. Yeah. Um, and meanwhile, Data is remembering seven year old jokes about which is, again. It's 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 all these deep deep cuts into the series. And it's like so that would have paid off had you watched Encounter at Farpoint. Yeah, I mean maybe and remembered that one thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which I'm not even sure that was in the episode, but he mentions Farpoint, and it's like, oh, that's the first episode. Yeah, you know, it's like this: the self-referential stuff is stuff that Star Trek didn't really do. I mean, Khan was a huge reference, but. It didn't rely on. Did you remember Spacey? Well, it, well yeah, it didn't wink at you. Yeah, like it didn't look at the does. camera. It's like, yeah, eh, eh. Well, right. With Khan too, that was the purpose of the movie. It wasn't just right. Khan was there for, for five minutes for a reference, for an and then yeah, for a reference. Out. That's exactly right. And so, yeah, it's like it's almost like the the writers because they were all the series Next Generation writers. We're like just smelling their own farts for like two hours, and it knocked them out. <laughs> yeah, and then a then a gorilla came in and finished the screenplay. Yeah, he put on his glasses like I don't know how to fix this, so I'll just bang out well, something real well, quick. Well, that well that one lady Klingon, one Dura sisters, she was in the most valuable primate movies. That's right. They so, brought in so the most they brought in the most valuable primate <laughs> to finish the script because they had an in with him. Yeah. Yeah. And that's Seize how they, the and that's how she ultimately got in the script is because she that had was the payment that yeah yeah, yeah she had the, the primate writer in yeah exactly yeah. so we've cracked the code we cracked the code generations is written by a gorilla <laughs> but, a but it was a chimp okay a chimp but but not you're an the most incredible <laughs> primate now Jason <laughs> it was a chimp but not one of the real smart ones just kind of the average <laughs> one you know um. <laughs> It's not Roddy McDowell out there writing down. <laughs> so, <laughs> so then, um, right. So, like, then they send right. him back. <laughs> right. 
Right. Who did um, they send back? They sent Jordy, Jordy back. back. Yeah. They and switched like, Jordy for Picard so Picard can go down and talk. Oh, my God. That was the dumbest thing ever. I definitely ever. just tuned this part out. Like, okay. I think, so, I, I think I was glazed over. All right. So here's the deal. Here. Soren's <laughs> on Viridian 3. He's going to shoot a rocket that's going to instantly blow up the sun. By the way, that's not how anything works. <laughs> Science does not exist in this movie. Instantly blow up the sun. It did. I know. Um, and then and then it instantly got dark, like they just turned off the lights on that planet. It's like that's not how science works. <laughs> there's such a thing as spatial time. Uh-huh. You're gonna have. You're gonna have. A, yeah. There's gonna yeah. be a couple light years yeah. there before it got dark. Right. It's, it's almost like light minutes. Yeah. yeah it's, you know it's what? It's like mean. that yeah. sun was just you know down the street yeah yeah it's almost like <laughs> it's like a lamp post. It's, it's almost like viridian three yeah viridian three was flat and that sun was just in the firmament yeah there and it just knocked it out yeah there it is nighttime um so there are a bunch of flat earthers that yep wrote this it, was like, it was like in columbus this was written by flat earthers uh, yeah <laughs> but three hours of drive right so then um yeah so uh, <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, Soren's on the planet, and he's gonna blow up the sun to bring the 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 the, the space ribbon, the the Skittles rainbow to him, so he can go into the Nexus, which we find out from Whoopi Goldberg is like the place where all your dreams come true, and it's, it's like heaven or whatever, it, basically. And it's like okay, this again, this is a great concept for an episode. Mm-hmm. It does not fly for a movie. No, a movie needs to be not this. Like, you can have an hour-long episode of Star Trek talk about a magical place that you can go to and get all of your dreams fulfilled. doesn't work for a movie. Did I also glaze over during the explanation? It worked for Willy Wonka. Why, why McDowell wanted to go back so badly? Did he, did he say? Well, you become obsessed with it. Yeah, but, I mean, it could have given him some emotional weight. It could have, it could have had, like, a dead kid or something. No, his whole exposition was told by Gonzo. When she told, <laughs> when she told Picard, if you go there, you'll never want to come back. You'll never. Yeah, yeah. it that's takes all, years that's for all you of to the information from we it. get from why McDowell wants to go. But back she, there. but she says that she doesn't want to remember it. She's like, it was. She's terrible. trying to forget it. No, because not because it's terrible. Because, because the it's withdrawal. So yeah, the withdrawal is. You don't want to go back. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. So that's the way I read it. Anyway, I think yeah. that's probably right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so Soren's on the planet. He's going to blow up the sun to bring the Skittles rainbow to him so he can go into heaven again. And <laughs> and Jordy is on the uh, is on the Klingon ship, to which Soren says before he beamed down to the planet, you've got this guy. I'll give him his sight back. And wink, wink, you can do something with this. Right. He basically lays out the plan that they should give him back. But no, they play fucking coy and say, well, what do we get out of this? And then, and, and like Data is like, well, it's kind of my fault he was captured, so I'll go and be their prisoner. And, and Picard, like, fucking straight arms Data and is like, no, I'll be your prisoner. I'm making this movie more exciting in my head. <laughs> straight arms. I'll be your Data. prisoner, but first you're going to send me down, down there. Because to- I got to talk to Soren. He owes me 50 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said he'd give me 50 bucks if I took him back to that start or the space station. <laughs> And then he left anyway, and uh, I still owe him 50 bucks. Well, the whole thing with Jordy being strapped to the chair or whatever on the Klingon ship, like that whole that whole path, whatever you want to call it, was so dumb because when you first see him, uh, Soren is like, tell me everything you know about Trilithium. And then that scene ends. And when you come back to him, he's being 
given back with a camera in his visor. Like, and then he instantly goes back to duty. Yeah. He does say that we didn't get anything out of him. <laughs> he they says they his heart wasn't in it, almost as if he killed him. Yeah. It, this movie is, is a lot of duty. <laughs> I mean, outside of the camera and the visor, there was no reason to have any of that interaction with Jordy on the... Again, it's a room of yeah, writers like, so what figuring is, out what is, plot holes. already knows what he needs to do. Getting more information on Trilithium doesn't help him. It's a, it's a string that doesn't mean anything yeah. other than driving the plot forward that isn't a plot. Did they actually drop him off on the planet? Do they even yeah. see that? No, but that's where he, because he's just because there Picard all uh, because all, they get they're hail, all in orbit. They that's hail when they have the, the yeah, and it's like hey, bring it, give 6. us back our in, in yeah, give us back our engineer, and they're like no, can and they're I, like well, can I I'll tell you how how awesome I think it is that the the entire vulnerability of the flagship of the Enterprise is is on every poster. Yes, in the, yeah. it's like it's like it's on the the HR posters, like the workplace information posters. It's like this is the one thing you never give to anybody. <laughs> it just happens to be just plastered there, right? It's like, oh, cool. That's exactly what we need to be able to yeah, fucking so, destroy the Enterprise. Perfect. Yeah. Well, because they they need this. This is what exactly what you need to say to start the it's, auto it's, self destruct right. sequence. It's, it's, it's right, right next to the uh, Starfleet minimum wage. Uh, yeah. 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 The OSHA. The, the OSHA. Seven, Seven space bucks is the minimum. (laughs) You're not making this much money. You need to file a complaint. (laughs) Also, this is how you destroy the Enterprise. At this frequency, your torpedoes, boom, good. Okay, we're going to talk about that. And if you're not going to blow up the Enterprise, here's your short-term disability (laughs) paperwork. (laughs) Look for your Cobra paperwork in the mail. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so they... Yeah, they call up the Klingons and they're like, hey, um, give us back our guy. And they're like, no. And they're like, um, and I'm like, um, and they're like, well, give us a trade. And and I'm like, but why? Soren just said that he will. Yeah. So so they say, okay, well, okay. Picard says, I'll be your prisoner. Jeff's caught in the nexus. To to, But first, you got to send me down so I can talk to Soren. He owes me 50 bucks. And and the uh, and the Klingon ladies are like, well, he is more valuable. While not turning off the the uh, the the transmission, it's like, yeah, we can probably do stuff to him. We can probably like, you know, I don't know, tie him down shirtless to a to a slab. <laughs> and they're like, oh uh, yeah, so go ahead, go ahead and talk to these guys. I know you're not planning any kind of subterfuge here. You know, you're you're probably good. So they beam him down. They beam Jordy back. And, of course, there's a joke that, of course, it's like they see the first thing they see through his visor is is uh, Dr. Crusher. And like, eh, she's ugly as they have, like, all fucked up faces and stuff. So dumb. So and then, dumb. And I, then. I always find it funny, too. Sorry to interrupt. On, yeah. Like, when Jordy got transported back, he's standing up and then collapses after yeah. he's been Dude, transported back. Like, how was he standing up they to must be have transported started over? Beam. They started the beam and then they just put him in there, and they're like, "Well, oh, that's the, that's their problem now." <laughs> it's like it's like when you puke on yourself after a really raucous, you know, like New Year's Eve party, and somebody throws you in the shower, and it's like, well, so their, it's the shower's problem." I mean, it's ridiculous because he's basically <laughs> unconscious. So how is he standing yeah. up? <laughs> 
So, yeah, so then he instantly goes back to work, and he's like, hey, guys, I'm back. What's up, everybody? Never mind what I that stress I just went through. Everything's good. Everything's cool. And they're like, right there, we just saw what he saw, which is the OSHA poster that says, you know, that they get paid seven space bucks an hour, and they have... <laughs> and they have a frequency that we have to set our torpedoes mm-hmm. to. Now, that's a problem. <laughs> torpedoes are physical objects. Phasers have frequencies. Torpedoes are physical objects that just blow shit up. It's I, like I it would, that too. Yeah, yeah yep. it would be like saying, um, "Hey, set that mortar to this specific tone." <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that doesn't work. You've the never mortar heard is just of singing p- mortars before. <laughs> Say what? <laughs> Singing mortars. Now, now, I could, is that, is that I something could, from Worms? I could maybe Probably. buy it. I could maybe buy it if they're able to to get the torpedo to a specific velocity, so that it could then actually get in between like the flickering of the frequency. Right, because you right. would think a frequency would be something that would flicker. Right. So yeah. So maybe that's kind of what they're going for. But yes, you're right. It makes far more sense with phasers than it does with a torpedo. Yeah, yeah, but it's like, oh, shit, we don't have that special effects. Uh, make it torpedoes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they blow up the Enterprise. Movie's over. End of Star Trek. <laughs> Trekations canceled. Well, well, I do think that Ken is right. The scene with the, um, when the, they do the saucer separation, which is always a big deal Yeah, in the in Next Generation when they do the saucer separation. And then, um, and then, but then the saucer is also fucked and has to crash land on the planet. Which well, because the, the explosion cool. of the of right. the primary hole or the secondary hole it creates a shockwave that sends them into the planet. Into the planet, yeah. yeah. Which is which is kind of neat. I mean, it's not the greatest effect, but well, it's but it's it is a good miniature. Yeah, and it's as cool. It's and, it, and it's, and it's a cool to imagine. You know, wow, the fucking it gives you a sense of how big the yeah. Enterprise is. You know, <laughs> yeah. and I th- always like that when you kind of get kind of really understand scale in in these Star Trek movies. Um, so anyway, I, 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 I agree, Ken, that's a kind of a cool scene, but that's about it. That's all. There is one other kind of cool moment. It's like, oh, okay. So yeah. So, all right, we'll get to that cool moment here because we got, (laughs) we got other shit to deal with first. Uh, Picard fails because he is no Jim Kirk. He, Picard's not as good at punching things. <laughs> as he, he actually gets his ass handed to him. He pretty does, badly. and he gets knocked off of a rock, or like, yeah, he gets like he gets like headbutted like multiple times off a cliff. <laughs> 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 Which at that point, if he would have exploded on top of that, it's like, yeah, that's probably that would that would sum things up. Um, that's how bad he failed. So he then uh, he fails. the The planet gets destroyed by the by the Skittles rainbow, and he gets sucked into the Nexus. And he realizes very quickly because uh, Whoopi Goldberg is hanging out there in his living room um, uh, on a carousel. It's on a carousel. Yeah, she's. You notice that she's standing next to the unicorn. I was no. like, oh, she is kind of a like that type of a character. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, she's just riding their their living room so carousel. She, so she's in the Nexus now too, right? So Not that- really. But she's it, a projection of herself, so an echo. Should of everybody echo. be in the Nexus? Because the Nexus, the ribbon came through. Only yes. So everyone should be in the Nexus. Everyone right? should be there. Right. They could have done something cool with that. No. But they didn't. No. Nope. No. Some people just died and exploded, though. I thought that the ribbon took them all and would have should've. taken them all into the Nexus. Well, should've. then everyone would have been in the Nexus in well, the first place. I thought the first the time ship it happened and. Picard and Soren were on two completely different planets. Were they? 
Oh, that's they a good be. point. They might be. Yeah, the that's a good point because it's possible that the. Uh, I it, think you're right. It's it's very They're possible that that uh, Viridian Three is where Picard, Kirk, and Soren are. Viridian Four is where the Enterprise crashed. Where yeah, the so um, technically everyone the on the Enterprise was killed whatever, during yeah. that. Yeah, that makes sense. That's yeah, what, so yeah. they died because they the sun exploded, not because of the ribbon. Right. The ribbon the only cuts through right. Viridian right. Three. That right. was probably yeah. more clear in the movie than I realized. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were on a different planet too. Okay, well, so, fair enough. Yeah. But but no, because I was thinking about that. It's like yeah, they're plowing through that forest, like in the Enterprise. Because that's how I thought Guinan was actually in the Nexus. No, because it would make sense. Once you're in the Nexus, you're always part of the Nexus. You can take yourself out, but a part of your soul remains. Is oh, what I always so, thought. That's weird. So technically, so, like, technically there is an, an echo of Picard in the Nexus right exactly. now. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. technically, right. you could go back. Like the next captain could go and like get Picard and Kirk. And um, probably Whoopi Goldberg, and they could go and like Gonzo. fucking save some planets. So they could they could go back to the Nexus. Well, they'd have to catch a wave. That they got, they gotta ride the wave into, a into the Nexus. They <laughs> <laughs> can't just go back In another eighteen or forty-two years. But anybody could go to the Nexus <laughs> if they have a rocket to blow up a right. sun. And, so yeah. I don't understand this Echo thing. She was already there once, so she's always in the Nexus. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. That part of her, part of yes. her, is always does she there. know that she's always in the next? Apparently, she she explained it to us. I think but she, she was just but sleeping, she, but she only did as her echo, not as as Guinan. She, but she says, <laughs> "No, I'm there, and I'm here. <laughs> I'm an echo of myself here forever." And didn't Guinan, like that's like not I in said, the Nexus, say she never wanted to go well, back? Well, like I said, the entire the third still, act of this there. movie is is contrivance upon contrivance. Yeah. So Kirk is is uh, chopping wood and cooking eggs. Um, eggs. Weird eggs. Weird yeah. weird uh, giant nerd eggs because they look like those giant Do you crunchy smell nerds. Something burning. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because he also chops his foot off when he when he misses <laughs> when he realizes that he smells something. He's like, oh, my foot's off, isn't it? But it's uh, Nexus, so it's okay. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it just reappears. Um, so they go in, and it's like Kirk's hanging out with his lady. It's the day he tells her he's going back to Starfleet, and apparently telling her to get lost because it's like apparently that was the end of their relationship. Well, yeah, if he goes, she won't stay. Is basically the yeah. way I read it. Yeah, and then he goes up to her room. This is this is this is the one true funny comedy cut edit in this movie. Not true. <laughs> well, okay. edit, edit, maybe edit. The, okay. because because um, Kirk goes upstairs with breakfast in bed for his for Antonia, his girlfriend at the time, and he goes in. He's like, "I'm going to do everything right this time." He goes into the bedroom, shuts the door. It smash cuts to Picard walking up the stairs, like with this resolute look on his face, like I'm getting in there. I'm bringing him out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, I don't care. If I, I, he's don't, care. I don't care what's going on in there. <laughs> they, could, <laughs> they could be screwing, and I'm getting them. I'm getting that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, but it turns out that like the Nexus is playing tricks. It it takes uh, Kirk and Picard to Kirk's uncle's farm in Iowa, Idaho. 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 That's right. I, thought, I thought it was weird that it was Idaho, too. Not Iowa. Well, not but Iowa, but who it, knows? That might have been a fuck up from Next Generation. It could have been, yeah. It could have been. It could have been. So he goes. This whole movie is a fuck up from uh-huh. Next Generation writers. It is. It gets better from here, I promise, Chuck. <laughs> this movie? No. Oh. <laughs> this episode? No. 
<laughs> so he, he tells Kirk, it's like, hey, I need you to help me punch a guy out. And hey, Kirk, Kirk's like, hey, Kirk, there's some important stuff happening in space. Hey, if Spock was here, he'd probably tell me I was being illogical, but yeah, it sounds I'm like fun. Logical, it sounds like fun. Let's go do this. <laughs> let's go fuck up this guy. They do kind of whisper a little bit. Yeah, let's go, let's go fuck up this guy. <laughs> I do also like that that Kirk's horse like kind of like, the like, little sachet over. The little yeah, sachet. The little That's why I said, yeah. you want to make out? It yeah. looked like a... Like, like a, those horses were like, hey, bud, what's up? Hey, how's it going? Let me get over yeah, there and talk to you. I think that might have actually been one of his actual show horses. It might have been. I, I have a feeling that Kirk, uh, that Kirk, that William Shatner heavily influenced the scene. Oh, no, for fuck sure. yeah, he did. Because he is such a, like, there is nothing that, that, that William Shatner loves more than equestrianism. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I have a feeling he's like, I'll do this, but you better put my fat ass on a horse. Yeah, I'm going to be on a horse. Yeah. I'm going to jump some shit. I'm going to jump it. <laughs> Twice. Twice and realize I'm not scared, and that's how I know something's wrong, and let's go beat that guy up. And then they go and beat that guy up or try to. Yeah, yeah. they try to beat the guy up, and they do okay because there's two of them, but it's three old guys fighting. It's like three old guys lazily or like walking over rocks and stuff. Like, why did you put these poor old men on this terrain? <laughs> one of them is going to break misstep. a fucking ankle. Yeah, one misstep. Right. One misstep and the hip is gone. I hope yeah. that that's just. He just, shattered his I hope hip. There, I hope there's just tons of mattresses out of frame that we don't see below them. There's probably oh, one in frame somewhere. Down there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah so eventually what ends up happening is that kirk decides he won he really wants to punch the bad guy and he sends picard off to deal with the with the wussy part of the mission which is to shut down the missile and <laughs> um so <laughs> kirk dies in the dumbest way that you could kill the greatest hero of star trek history most of the time you would say you know a captain should die on the bridge. <laughs> and these fuckers who wrote this movie were like, yeah, we've got a bridge over there. Let's just launch him off of that shit and kill him. The way he's holding onto the bridge and fl- it's hilarious. Yeah, because it's totally not real. <laughs> it's a dummy hanging on for light, like glued to that bridge. Yeah. <laughs> Because it like flips and like, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. And it's like, just like quartered. But not nearly as funny as when uh, Malcolm McDowell gets launched off of the spoiler (laughs) alert. (laughs) Yes. This is the best, funniest part of the whole movie. So Picard uh, overheats or or locks the clamps on the missile so it can't just shoot off. And so, but the missile is, I guess, time to explode, which that makes no sense. No, do, no. well, he might have re- reprogrammed uh, maybe, it. Maybe, maybe. So uh, Malcolm McDowell's like, hey, get away from that. And Picard takes off running like a rabbit. Now, <laughs> I'm thinking if I'm Soren, it's like, that seems odd. Why'd he take off like that? Well, he was shooting at him with this cockeyed fucking gun. <laughs> Not that time, because he couldn't hit the missile. He just was holding the gun. It's like, get away from that. And then Picard's like, and Picard's uh, all sneaky away. Yeah, like, and, then he, and then he runs off like fucking, like, I don't know, like, like a goon. And so he takes on, and, and Soren doesn't think anything <laughs> of it. There's the he's rocket. Like, he's like prancing. Yeah. <laughs> like giggling. Yeah, giggling. He like turns, turns back and looks like. <laughs> Soren walks up to the rocket and realizes, well, this ain't going nowhere. And then it explodes, and Soren gets launched off of the platform, (laughs) 
and it's the funniest thing I've seen in a Star Trek movie <laughs> ever. It's pretty funny. <laughs> Jeff Jeff does love a good uh, oh dummy. My God damn! Yep. Nothing beats <laughs> nothing beats Shocking Dark <laughs> when that fucking head launched <laughs> off that dummy. <laughs> That's the best thing I've ever seen. In my life. <laughs> That's a deep cut from the yeah, from the archives of film series. Sure is. So, um, <laughs> so then that the movie's over. That's it. Cool. The, they they pick up the, they pick up the survivors from the crash. The Enterprise is done. Kaput. Yeah, and uh, Picard looks for his. <laughs> His uh, his his family treasured uh, photo album. <laughs> what does he find, toss aside? Finds the Curlin Nescar and just tosses that fucker to the side. He's the greatest possession of his life. <laughs> Fuck that thing. <laughs> just give me my photos. He learned that family was more important than whatever that thing was. You don't know Captain Picard. Really. I don't know either. <laughs> I don't. Uh, you don't. Um, yeah. The. Oh God! That's and then they leave on three ships that are not the Enterprise, and that's how you end your Star Trek movie. This movie sucks. Yeah, I mean yeah. they ended a Star Trek movie with them on a a bird of prey. Yeah, but those movies were good. I'm just saying. I'm just saying they've done it before. <laughs> Star Trek three and four are way better. That's fair. Yeah, but it can't um, be that much of a demerit if they. Did no, it. no, but. And by the way, well, the the movie ended. That movie, Star Trek Three, ended with with Spock coming back to life. This movie ended with three non-hero ships just zooming off like another day in Starfleet. Well, he wasn't technically back to life yet. You don't see it. You just see the coffin, right? No, no. See. Star Trek Three is when they take him to they Mount. They walk Salaya. down the steps, and he. Yeah. yeah, and he's like, oh, Jim, your oh. name is Jim. And then everybody starts I, rushing him, touching I'm him. I'm thinking of the end of Star Trek 2. Yeah, Star yeah. Trek 2 ends with... Yeah. Yeah. Yep. With... with 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 Yes. Totes. With, with some balls. Balls? Mm-hmm. Balls. Balls with a W. To what about it's... the song Data Sings in this movie? That's do pretty, it. That's pretty <laughs> do funny. It. I don't know. I don't remember it. It was... It life was... forms. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Tiny like... little life yeah. <laughs> Where are you? Yeah. <laughs> Where yeah. are you? <laughs> that had me laughing. It, yeah. Like I, I a, real, a real laugh. Yeah. So let's talk about Data in this movie. So Data is almost unwatchable in this movie. <laughs> yes. Except for that scene. Yeah. He, yeah. He's almost unwatchable. He's, he's almost as unwatchable as Lore. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, you were talking to me about Lore. I yeah. do not like Lore. Yeah, yeah. Lore is... Um, lore is extra. Oof. And Data is very extra in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Um, no. <laughs> and for some reason, at the end, was able to cry tears. Yeah, but they were really weird, like yellow, milky tears. Yeah, he was peeing through his eyeballs. Yeah. It's that's probably taken was. off part of his makeup. That was, yeah, that too. That's probably true, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so this was one of those stories where it's like, ooh, Data needs emotions. And it's like, yeah, but that's does not he? what the character is. Yeah, but does he? Does he really? No. He never takes that thing out of his head ever again. I know. It's just handled better. It definitely is. This movie, okay, I'm not going to say that this movie, because again, the writers of some of the best episodes wrote this movie. So I'm not going to come down on them, especially like um, Ronald D. Moore, 
who like wrote like half of all the best episodes or bulk whatever. of the series, dude. Huh? Bul- bulk of the series, dude. Yeah, bulk of the series. What are you doing, Jason? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is this my Big Lebowski? I thought like you were doing reference. a bit. I was. Okay, it was Big Lebowski. All right, cool. Um, Ken, Ken, Ken knew what I was talking about. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so like, but this movie feels just rushed. That's really what this comes down to. Rush. It feels it's two rushed, hours but fucking it, long. It yeah. drags for. It feels, right. well, like, it it feels drags, like four hours. It feels yeah. like an early draft, not a finished product. You know, yeah. like like you feel like, well, this is the script we got. Right, well, we don't have any more time. You got to film it. You well, know, and it's like, point, well, it could use like three or four or Shatter's five or six. Only available this week. We have to do it now. <laughs> I remember thinking we that we had to do it. As we were like getting close to it being probably within the last. 20 minutes to go and you paused it at one point and i'm like holy we've only seen the first hour yeah like uh yeah and you know just that was a sobering moment yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) well and the thing is it's like yeah it's like it just it doesn't it it doesn't feel like all these ideas are fully baked you know it's like you had too many ideas you had not enough time to finalize a script you probably were doing rewrites during the movie just because whatever you know movies have things that happen like that but it's like it just feels so disjointed that there's so many ideas and all of them could have been done better things is a more cohesive movie i disagree (laughs) (laughs) i don't know man i don't know i just had to get it in there sorry okay (laughs) so yeah so that's the movie yeah, what's next? Yeah, I mean, well, one of the one of the things I was gonna <laughs> say about one of the things I was gonna say about this movie is that I I understand that you want to get this out and you want to do this while you're riding the wave of that series and it, like it came to a conclusion, it went out on a high note. It was a well liked series. Well, but it's like. It, it feels like it's more part of that series than something more special. Yeah. Whereas like w- the one thing that's, that the original series had again was that time away and that, and that building of its own cultural footprint, you know, in, in terms of our, you know, media the, the, history. The things that had that made it feel bigger were obviously Kirk bookends with Kirk and, you know, crashing the enterprise. You know, those that <laughs> sure wasn't launching the dummy of Soren. <laughs> well, that ultimately ended up being the, the he was the totally crown jewel of the film. He was Soren, all right. Yep. <laughs> but but those two things are not enough. No, 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 it's not. Yeah, and it was especially disappointing being six months after the series and the series ending with all good things and yeah. how great that ending was, and then you make this turd. Like, yeah. yeah, I think in the lead up to this movie, I think they released all good things on VHS and it's like, oh, I'd really rather that be the movie than oh, yeah. Generations. Um, and I have a feeling that all good things was probably maybe that might have been a, a consideration for for a movie because it's like, you know, they never had Q in a movie and yet here's you know and it's like the last episode book you know, book ending it with the first episode the introduction and basically the 
the finish of Q. It's like it almost feels like they really missed the opportunity to switch it around, put Generations as the last episode and All Good Things as the first movie. Mm, yeah. Or Could just not do Generations and make <laughs> make First Contact the first yeah. movie. Yeah. I mean, that well, would have been still, a much better movie to start with. Than well, and the other thing is, it's like, did they even need to have Kirk in this movie? No. I don't think no. so. No. It, everything Kirk did very easily could have been done by Riker, could have been done by any other character. There's no need to... It, again, it's that idea that there's a lot of stuff in here that just is like shoehorned in. And William Shatner is the biggest thing shoehorned. In. Well, obviously, but he's, you know, like that's, it doesn't, it doesn't work. You know, it just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Well, I noticed too in this one with Kirk, like, and I think it kind of goes along with your point of him being kind of shoehorned into this is like in the, show and in the movies the originals kirk just like had this presence and had this just like smoothness and way of talking and in generations it just felt like nothing that he was saying was just like authentic in any way and like he he doesn't feel like he didn't really give a shit right like i would say almost that he is phoning it in but i'm not so sure like that first scene he's just so dull and he's so like he has no life to him. Like he does have some life when he comes, when he, when you see him like, you know, at his ranch house or whatever. And he's like, Oh wait, I'm forgetting something. And then the toes pop and he's like, ah. you know, and it's like, that's, he's showing something. He's, yeah. he's being at the very least, he's being William Shatner. Whatever that is at the beginning of this movie is not either William Shatner or Captain Kirk. Well, and I think that's almost to, to uh, Picard's detriment because he's, because Picard isn't very interesting in this movie. No, because um, he's just sad and depressed right. the whole time. And when Kirk is sort of lo- full of life and, and you know, you got kind of that Shatner whimsy happening when they're in the Nexus together, you, you kind of start to think, man, I want another Kirk movie. Right. right? Get these next generation I don't, people I out don't, of here. I don't want to see well, a, a Picard movie anymore. And that's, that's, that's not a good thing. No, and... <laughs> Because they, they weren't going to sh- make any more Kirk movies. They had to shoehorn in so much stuff that this movie ultimately came down to it being a Picard, Kirk, and Data movie. There's there's almost nothing for Riker to do no. in this except for crash the Enterprise. <laughs> Troy has Get the thrown around the bridge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Troy has the conversation with with that gets to the root of the matter with with Picard. That's it basically. Yeah. Um, Doctor Crusher is just there. Gets pushed in the water. That's about her only <laughs> right, that's yeah. a contribution to this movie. Worf falls in the water. <laughs> yeah, and then almost takes a takes a whole body to his head when the one guy gets launched from the back of the bridge. Why when are crashing. we still talking about? This? <laughs> <laughs> well, we. Ne- I mean, I just want to illustrate some of those finer details that are a real big problem when they all add up. Right. Right. Um, you know, Jordy is kidnapped. That's his thing. Mm-hmm. That's it. And and also, all right, Data, I'll help you, and I'll take this thing out of your head if it really messes you up. Oh, it's messing you up. I don't know what to do. Yeah, I hate that. They should have been so interrupted much. quicker by by totally Soren. Yeah. And make that, like, 
the reason he didn't remove the chip. Like he was about to, but they got interrupted yep, by totally. a guy shooting yeah. a goddamn phaser yeah. at him. That's, but he, that's but a he, five but second he, fix. But he, yes. but he acts like so fucking flabbergasted, like he doesn't know what to do. It's like you know what to do. You said what you were gonna do. Yeah. So fucking do it. <laughs> <laughs> And see, this is this is the one thing I was saying. It's like <laughs> the reason why I like this the least out of all the movies, even less than five, is that five feels like it didn't take itself super seriously. Well, five has some heartwarming scenes in it too. This it truly movie does. does not. You're right. And and this movie takes itself too seriously and just falls flat on his face. When when you are goofing off and you fall on your face, that's great. It's fun. It's funny. When you're deadly serious and you fall on your face, it sucks. It's not good. It's not not good. Nemo, Nemo. <laughs> <laughs> Little Nemo is a better movie than Nemoy this. Nemo declined to direct this movie. I don't blame him. Yeah, and he declined to appear. <laughs> and he they never everything. hired another director. Like, right. Yeah. <laughs> Shatner was like, I'll step in. It was and just the like, journalist. They filmed from the journalist's yeah, eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's it's just just not good, guys. Nope. Nope. Mm-hmm. Next week's better though. Yes. Yep. All right, let's start bringing this in for uh, Space Dock here. The crash landing. The crash landing. <laughs> well, we crash landed in the very opening. Saucer separation. <laughs> um <laughs> All right, so next week, uh, Trekcation continues with the with the crown jewel of the Next Generation films, First Contact. Got them, got them Borgies. We got yeah. Borgies. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that will be next Wednesday. Um, you can um, check out all of our stuff at filmseizure.com. Every Wednesday is uh, new episodes of Film Seizure. Every Monday is new episode of Monster Mondays. Um, I don't have my calendar, so I don't know what's... It's it's you see it. it's something it's, it's something on the about a monster yeah it's something about a monster it's on the website you can see it in our little coming coming soon uh, tile um, yeah and then uh, you can do all of those uh, things at your various uh, favorite places to listen like SoundCloud Spotify um, Google Podcasts Apple Podcasts Stitcher TuneIn and uh, what was that YouTube. YouTube, yeah. We also upload to YouTube. So, yeah, there's lots of places. You can also find all that stuff on our website. Subscribe to us there. Do those things. You know, do the things. Um, if you like what we do, you can go to coffee, ko-fi.com, slash film seizure. Buy us coffee. Buy us coffee. I like, tea. I like Earl Grey. I want a cup of Earl Grey. It's just it's summer and it sucks and it's hot. It's too hot for Earl Grey. Have you ever tried to make iced tea with Earl Grey? Wonder I don't like iced tea. You don't like iced tea? I like hot tea. Ooh. Hot tea's okay, but iced tea's the jam. Do you like NWA? <laughs> what? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Never mind. Hip hop joke. <clears throat> no, I was. Uh, what are you down with OPP? I was just going to say it. You beat me. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, Jason, I know. <laughs> you know you, me. You know me. I know yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, <laughs> holy shit! Let's end this episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and then on Fridays, you can go over to my website, bmovieanima.com, check out a new article. And uh, hey, we're only about mm, eight or nine weeks away from season two of B Movie Anima the series. Hell yeah! So Don't get forget. over. It. Yep, <laughs> September 11th. <laughs> so go over to YouTube, 
find B Movie Anima and um, subscribe and, you know, do that sort of stuff. So, <sighs> Trekation kind of uh, kind of barely got out of space dock, but we're we're flying it's, now. It's like when you start a road trip and you immediately get a flat tire. Yes, that's what just happened with Generations. Yeah, but we're gonna fix that fucker, and we're gonna get a good day of cruising. Yes, to our next destination. Yep. First contact. First contact. Yes. Make it so. Oh dang! <laughs> Captain Shuttleworth telling us to make it so. So. Uh, until next week, uh, I am Jeff Arbuckle, and uh, Ken. I know you're going to be returning, so yep, awesome. Um, yeah, with me as always, <laughs> yep. Chuck Moore, Jason. Do your thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is awkward ending here. Yeah, you know what? It's a lot like Star Trek <laughs> Generations. Just, we just got another flat tire. I'm Chuck Moore, <laughs> <laughs> and I am Jason Oliver. And you have been listening to Film Seizure. Thank God we're done with that episode. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs>